Welcome to the Fat Easy Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Once again, we got Vance in the front of the Ranger. We have Todd on speakerphone. Um, this podcast brought to you by uh, Fat Easy Muskie Products. Check us out on Facebook, uh, fatazmuskie.com, fatazmuskie on Instagram. Well, it's Fat Easy Muskie Products, right? Yeah. Yeah, Vance is in charge of the Instagram. Uh, it's also brought to you by uh, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. That's Todd Young. Um, it's muddycreekfishnguides.com, not I-N-G, just the letter N. Uh, find them there, find them on Facebook, and, uh, you know, same old, check out our stuff. But uh, we'll just dive right into this. Uh, like normal, Todd, you want to give us a quick fishing report? Yeah, I haven't been out much, you know, the last time we talked, the motor was blown, and, uh, yeah, I got it fixed, I got it out on the water, just ran for about a half hour, running around, did a lot of family stuff here, I have a young daughter, and she's going to go back to school, I didn't plan for much fishing here these last couple weeks of August, uh, I am starting up tomorrow, I'll be fishing tomorrow through Saturday, but, so I don't have much of a report, but I know that the water, I was out on the lake a little bit there, water's definitely changing, we're getting some been such nice clear water all year in the north end and south end had some algae bloom going on there all you know the last time i was down there 10 days ago or so but north end definitely getting some color it's getting uh you know we had some rain and and uh you know there's no there's no doubt out in the open water a lot more color heard of some good good uh, trolling reports which was was nice here i think some guys are starting to get some fish trolling and you know i feel like sort of what happens here a lot of times you know those fish stay with uh Seems like when that algae comes on, a lot of them, uh, you know, when the, when the water gets real murky, I don't know, it just seems like a lot of them move out into the open water more. Uh, you know, we get a lot of fish out there. This year just hasn't, you know, it's been so nice and clear, we just kept casting. Yeah. So, uh, I think Vance has a little something to add there. He was out a couple times. Oh, yeah, I was out a couple times, uh, and I actually got to see the uh, the water kind of turn over in, in the last couple days there. Now, I was out three hours here, four hours four hours there i took i i like to call him an andy fishing trip <laughs> i took 20 minutes you did a 20 and minute I did, trip i did a, I, I did a drift and i could and and i and i i i uh i i saw two fish when i was doing that so the water was clear and when i went out today it was uh it definitely had turned over i think it had rained a little bit uh earlier in the day and uh you know that might have that might have added to it uh but i mean i couldn't you know, I couldn't see anything until it was right at the boat. I mean, I, you know, my uh, my lure was pretty much non-existent until until uh, I pulled it out of the water. I always wondered though, when you know, when when stuff like that happens, and I agree with Todd that with that, you know, that that the, the, from where we fish, those fish, uh, they they um they start to move out into the open water when when it when it uh when the lake turns over but um by, by turnover you're talking out like the algae when, when the algae bloom comes out i mean and that stuff is it's it's brutal i mean it is green it turns as green as it, it's just it's crazy looking when, when when you really see it i remember i dropped when i bought my boat last year and i you know it was in i guess it was around this time i started fishing i had to put a brand new boat into this stuff that was as green <laughs> as is the best you know grass you've ever seen but I always want, you know, do, do you, when you get into that, that, that green water or, or any type of stain like that, are you a believer in, you know, like that your color choices, you know, murky water? Well, you know, you, you, you had something happen today. You said you're, uh, 
your girlfriend there got a couple on on the on the swim bait. Today. No, she no she she did no on the. But I you know I don't I don't know about about, about like a, a pattern like that because. Mm-hmm. But, I could tell you this: she she outfished me, and I was using a natural color, and she was using uh, a fire tiger, in mm-hmm. stained water, and yeah. um. You know, she, she. I like that stump. You know that that tattletale. I mean, yeah. That's definitely what I, I'd be doing. I mean, it, it does something. It's, I mean, that water has been so clear. They, I mean, they could go strictly on vision. I mean, you could see them coming from 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 twenty feet away. So, you know, they're seeing it from much further than that. But you know, when that water gets on like that, uh, you know, I, I that that's you know sometimes that that's what I do. If I still feel there's a bunch of fish in there. That we can catch. Of course, you miss out seeing all the follows, and you miss all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know that that paddle tail. I think it, you know, to me, that's what makes a difference. And and it comes down to the same thing, trolling. I mean, for me, I'm just going with my experiences of fishing the lake. You know, when that algae comes on, those little tough shads with the big rattle in them. Yeah. Those baits seem to turn on for me then. You know, I catch a lot of fish on you know all the other baits. You know, and I still catch some fish on those other baits. But uh, you know, it's a it's a tight wiggle, but mm-hmm. that thing's doing a lot of rattling with that lead in it. And uh, you know, typically this is the time of year I start doing good on those little plastic tough sheds with the rattle in them. Yeah. So you know, you know, sound and vibration has something to do with it. You know, like you, and you're you're asking about color. I have no idea. I don't know how they could really see much of any color uh, when right, it gets right. like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's more of a, it's, you know, more of like a, you know, if you were trolling like a jointed as opposed to a straight body, you know, any, yeah. so you, you, you say, that, I, I, I mean, I agree, I agree with that too, more of like a, rather than, you, you want a, you want a different sound of vibration rather than color. You could throw anything if you put it right in that front of that, you know, if you put it on a fish's head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's one bummer for me is I have a guy that's been wanting to come fly fishing and he keeps delaying his trip. So I'm going to be fly fishing and that stuff. Now you're talking about old vision, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, all, all summer, I feel like we had some good opportunities to fly, but <laughs> it's going to be tough with water like that. You know, there's just, there's no splash in the water when the lure hits. Yeah. You know, it's pretty much all vision thing. And uh, vision for the fishermen, too. I mean, they got to really watch that thing coming in and... Oh God, yeah. That could be, a, you know, who knows what Thursday will bring. Yeah. <laughs> the water can change, you know, if the wind blows right. That's a, 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 you know, you, you can find some cleaner water, but you know, for those guys that like to the flies, which I don't take many guys out. I mean, a few guys a year that are just diehards, and uh, you know, uh, they do well when it's calm and clear water. That's when we see fish on those flies. You know, obviously the wind kills them guys, and and uh, you know, the the water clarity really kills them. Just put a tough shad on the fly rod and pull it at four and a half. <laughs> I tell them, you know, we put a big blade in front of that thing. We can get you some action a lot quicker than what we're doing now. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's such a gentle approach. Yeah. I, I, I've never, I've never captured, you know, I, I've caught fish fly fishing. You know, when I was younger, you know, you kind of tie up your own thing and your own fly. And I remember I caught a trout on a, on a fly that I made and, it was just like, oh yeah, that, that's funny. It just it didn't hook me. But you know, some people, you know, everyone has their own flavor of ice cream. But that, that that's a tough one, I think. Muskies on a fly. You know, yeah, it's, it's not... getting very popular. I mean, there are more and more. I mean, I got a guy doing trips with with, with Muddy Creek. Uh, uh, 
doing some bat stuff also, too, because, you know, what happens is a lot of guys have big plans, but, uh, you know, throwing a nine or ten weight fly rod all day, throwing one of those big baits, uh, mm-hmm. not a bait, but one of those big flies, you know, the one, the one I had an old guy one time that, that he, his, his grandson brought him, and, you know, the guy was like, this is like throwing a damn, damn dish rag, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's like there's this big fling flopping around, but, uh, it does. It does worry out. I've done it some, and I'm not a fly fisherman. I mean, it, it's a different motion. <laughs> it, it, it's a different thing. It is really cool, but it is definitely putting a, another spin on a sport that's already challenged. Uh, it, it, it's making it a lot more challenging. And like I said, a lot of it is just uh, I, I, I've, I've done things like throw the bait out, like you know, as, as they threw the fly. We were in areas where I knew there was fish. I mean, I, I threw a few caps and I'd get a follow. And I'd put it down, and then, you know, I got to the point where the guys would throw the fly for like they do in the ocean. I, I was like a teaser. I'd throw like a jerk bait out there, and it would smack the water, and I'd reeled in real fast, you know, and, uh, you know, hoping that that splash would, would uh, you know, especially when you're fishing up shallow. Uh, yeah. and it, it, it worked. You know, some fish came and looked. I had guys get them. Uh, I've got one on the fly. Uh, but, you know, it, that's, it's just a bummer for these guys. They, they've been excited about this. Yeah, they got up on a trip, and I kept telling them, <laughs> "When should we go?" I said, "Now." <laughs> yeah, and uh, Hopef- you know, hopefully I, they I, haven't fished on the ri- on the river much. I mean that the the rivers around this area have, have been pretty uh, pretty high and, and, and murky, and yeah, I mean, I mean from I mean from what I, what, what I've seen in in the, in the streams and whatnot, and then you know, they're going to come up and fish where yeah. we fish, and it's going to be the algae bloom. Yeah, we coming. just had all this great, great <laughs> water and great casting bite. It's going to be, uh, going to be tough. But we'll, we'll, we'll do. We can do that. That's all we can do. Yeah. Yeah. You know that that fly fishing you talked today was getting you know more popular. Just in the last, I don't know, two or three springs, my my bank fishing holes is becoming more and more of a haven for these guys with their flies. You know, and they're mm-hmm. they're getting some fish. And, you know, I, when I see them, I give them their space. I, I'm not about to, you know, go step on their toes or anything. If they if they beat me there, then they beat me fair and square. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I watch them. They make like six or seven casts before it actually is a cast they use. And, you know, there's there's like... It's pretty. The, 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 well, <laughs> I, I just look at how much effort. Oh, it's They're burning like yeah. seven times the calories <laughs> to get a cast that's one-fifth the distance... I'm looking at them. I'm like, that's a lot of work. And, you know, and I, I'm, yeah. I'm fishing on the other side of the river, and I'm just like, wow, you guys made it out 25, 30 feet. Mm-hmm. I'm standing 180 feet from you, and I could hit your toes with yeah. my bait. Yeah. And I just, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. you guys must really, you know. And I've talked to them, you know, and some of those people I've known for for many years. You know, I'm not dogging on them or anything, but it's in talking to them, they're like, we hate trout fishing, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Wow, that's kind of weird because you always just, you know assume that fly fishing is a trout, but yeah. we don't have the big rivers like you see and like the river ran through it and stuff. We oh, have yeah. steelhead streams, and yeah. uh, but it, it was just amazing. They just they just like well we have cabin fever and this is the only thing that we can yeah. legitimately get going, and they get a few you know every year. Yeah, and they're they're the same thing. They're just go catch and release, and it comes with the territory where mm-hmm. with where you're. You know, I, I was brought up fishing, but, you know, if we would go trout fishing or whatever when I was younger, I, I would use, you know, a $20 ultralight from Dick's. They came with a reel, and I would buy, you know, like a Meps or something, and, and 
and that's how we trout fish. But you, you'd see, I would always see people fly fishing. I, I always thought fly fishing was more of like an out west thing where mm-hmm. a, a scenery, I mean, it's a purist thing. These guys clearly love, you know, they do it for, you know, saying that they're, you know, it's the they're, same reason we do what we yeah, do, but they just are, they're, they're using, using that fly. And, uh, I oh, just, yeah, I mean, you, you, you just run into those people. I mean, you know, there's, I take people out that, that you know, before the trip, I can tell them, we got eight fish yesterday trolling, and, and they, they will say, I, I, that's all right. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, well, we want to catch it. We would rather catch one casting than as many trolling. I got other guys that just say, I want to catch muskies. That's me. I really don't care how I catch them. I've always been that way. We used to use live bait. I've jigged. I've, I troll. I cast. Come down to it. If I go to dead spend myself, I've already we've already talked about that. I'm going to go casting, but yeah. um, you know, and and it, it comes down to the fly fishing guys too. Like you know, I talk to some of these guys, and you know, these guys are my age, mid forties, and they're like, I, I've I've never used conventional gear. Yeah, you know, I they've never used a spinning pole. They've never used a bait caster. That's the only thing they know. They fly fish for everything they do. They go down south for tarpon and. Uh, so it's each his own, you know. It comes in hunting is, you know, it's the same. Our sport's becoming the same as like hunting. It is musky hunting, you know. Some guys could care less. Oh, if you don't get a deer with a bow, it just doesn't matter if you shoot it with a gun. Well, to me, a dead deer is a dead deer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my fish in the boat to fish in the boat. I really don't care how they come in. I just want to come in. I just want them coming in the boat all the time. So, uh, you know, but, yeah. Uh, you know those fly fishing guys. They're 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 uh, different uh, different breed. You got to give them respect. They put a lot of time in. You know, it's a lot it's a lot bigger deal for them to get a fish. That mm-hmm. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. And uh, you know, with the tackle we use, and like I said, I've caught them. You know, you got to do the right hook set, and you got to do all this, or you're just not going to get the fish in. Uh, so they love it. So it's all just becoming a different part of our sport. that's taking a lot of uh, you know, it's 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 it, 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 it's picking up immensely. <laughs> They're starting to have fly fishing tournaments. You know, uh, you fished I, in I, one I, this I spring. Fished in one. Yeah, yeah, we had one this spring, and I went with my. I was just going to sort of do the drift boat thing, but you know, the, you you were allowed three people in the tournament, and uh, two people were allowed to fish, and the other guy sort of ran the boat, and uh, you know, I ended up fishing about a third of the time. Yeah, t- talk uh, a little bit about about that. You know, talk about you know, introduce Jarek. And, and all that. Did yeah, you? yeah. My my friend's name is Jared Christie, and he does. He has a drift boat. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> it is really cool to fish out of. Uh, it's on my site and everything. But uh, you know, he'll do he'll do trips where you know we go launch the boat uh, and uh, do like maybe a five mile drift downstream, and you drop the car off and you shuttle it back. And like I said, he targets muskies. They get pike. They do some some. And some bass fishing, but yeah, they had the first one. It was called the Beast of the East out here in Pennsylvania. And there was guys came from a lot of different states, Canada. I mean, there was a lot of guys. These fly fishing guys were into it, you know. And uh, they came down. Unfortunately, it was held in the spring. I'm going to say, you know, to me, it was just the worst off, worst time to try to do one. It was early April, I believe. I, I can't remember quite when it was. It, it was very early, and the stream was an absolute. The, the it, was, it, was, it was up like twelve foot or something, wasn't it? Well, oh yeah. Well, I mean, you were on our. There was a, there's a lake there, Tynesta Lake, 
that is the, the river is dammed up there. And yeah, that lake was up about 12 or 14 feet. We went to the lake just because, you know, I was familiar with that. I'd never fished these sections of streams. There, there were a few sections of, of the Allegheny River outflow of kind of, so they had a big area that, that you were allowed to fish. And, uh, you know, it, you know, we, yeah, we went to the river and I was fishing up. It was like being on cave run. So <laughs> it was before I went to cave run. Cause I know when we went to the cave in late April, I was like, well, there's two tournaments I've <laughs> gone to and I haven't been within, you know, the water was 12 feet higher than the one and 30 feet higher than the other. So yeah, I, it, it wasn't, to me, that's not a lot of fun starting to fish the season that way. <laughs> but, uh, but there were some really nice fish caught in that tournament, you know. Some of the locals had some areas they knew where they could get in, and um, you know, they tucked in close to some of those dam, dam uh, uh, you know, a couple of the dams on some of the reservoirs and such. And, of course, that's where the water is the best, because at that point they have the, the reservoirs locked off. They're not letting any of the water out, so the water was halfway decent there. And... Uh, you know that that's where some of the guys got the fish, uh, but yeah. I, I was shocked that they were even fish caught. Looking at the conditions. Yeah, I was too. I mean, the way it was, but like I said, they they had some places uh, that 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 they knew what to do there. You know, uh, like I said, if they if there's you know if you can get up to within a hundred feet of the, the it doesn't matter how much rain there was if you can get up with a hundred feet or such or you know a certain amount. Uh, that first stretch right below those lakes where they have them basically shut off where they're doing the flood control you know there's not near the you know there's there, there's no murky water coming in at that point you're just getting a little bit of flow off the off the bottom of that lake or 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 whatnot so the water's all really nice right there uh, and that's where they caught some of the fish i mean the the main river was you know, there was talk, a lot of people saying they shouldn't even have had it, it was dangerous, blah, 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 but, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it again if they have it again, if the guys want to do it, like I said, I'm, I don't even have a fly rod, I was just using their stuff, but uh, uh, I would do it again, but it's a different, uh, hopefully a different time of the year, it would be fun to do if the water was normal, you know. Yeah, yeah like a nice summer pool, you know, good clarity, Yeah. yeah. you could see what the heck you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so Vance, we're going to talk about your boat. One year anniversary. Finally, things got finalized. You know, in an earlier podcast, we, we, we talked about Vance's boat. Um, <laughs> what, what, what's the final decision? Okay, yeah, well, uh, I just actually put an ad, I, I just put an ad out on uh, Muskie Flea Market to sell. It's my one year anniversary with, with my 16 uh, footer and. Uh, to uh, celebrate, I'm selling it. So, uh. <laughs> okay, so here's the ad. We got a one-year-old Alumacraft. Uh, one-year-old Alumacraft competitor, 165 tiller. Uh, it's got a 87-inch beam all the way down to the transom. Uh, it's got a 70 on it with the um, tiller handle. 55-pound um, thrust. Minkota V2 power drive with the 55 inch shaft. Are the are the graphs going with it? The graphs are not going with it. I'm 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 taking my electronics. Electronics are going with Vance. Yeah. You rod holders are going with you. Rod holders are going with me. I have some Atwood rod holders, some plastics that uh that are going to go in the in the uh, in the package. Um, there's custom storage in it, uh, done by Andy at Fat AZ. 
Um, custom. Custom. Now, I, I heard that, you know, the, the boat's really dirty. I hear it gets slimed a lot. It does, yeah. That, but it's an easy, it, it's all vinyl, so all the all the fish guts and, and, and fish poop guts. and <laughs> anything that gets on there, uh, it, it cleans up nicely. It's a, it's a great little boat, but... Uh, what, that, talk about what you're up in it to. I'm, uh, well, first I was... I was getting the the bigger tiller. It was the 185 competitor tiller, which was an 18 footer. And then uh, about 24 hours after I signed the dotted line on that, um, I got wind that they were coming out with an even bigger tiller. And I didn't want to be stuck in the uh, shoulda, coulda, woulda that I, uh, you know, the predicament that I was in currently with, with uh, you know, the boat that I have now. So I. Um, did some work uh, with the dealer, and uh, it finally all came out. So I'm, I'm going with um, a 20-foot competitor tiller. 205. Uh, it's called the yeah. It's called a 205. Um, a brand new. Should be here in about four to five weeks. Um, Mid to late September. Yeah. So I'll be able to hopefully break it in with some nice weather. And uh, and what what kind of motor are you breaking in? I'll be breaking in a. Uh, I can't believe I'm even saying this, but a, a 200 Mercury Verado uh, with the big tiller and the hydraulic steering. And how far offshore are you going? I'm. I could go to Canada if I want on a nice day. <laughs> I, without how windy the lakes get around here and whatnot, and the way they sit, uh, you know, and, and the way that wind blows, I, I probably won't be opening up her up too much, but. Uh, you know, go big Mar or go home. Yeah, I, I just, I, you know, I, I, uh, I did the boat justice and and decided to max it out and didn't have any any more shoulda coulda woulda. You know, this will be. A, That's it. There, so there's this, no more. There, there's not a next step. Mm -mm. Maybe until you know, I'll, I'll look later in life. I'll get a retirement boat, but this one should do me just fine for years, yeah. depending on on any setbacks. But. uh yeah, well, I, but before I forget it, we will say this to plug your old boat a little bit there. Or, yeah, the old one. Yeah. The one that I currently have. Yeah. yeah. The, the old boat. The, the one-year-old boat. The, the, uh, the, the 12-month old. That, I mean, yeah. I think it definitely does not fish like a 16-foot boat. I mean, it is It is a, uh, it's not your grandpa's 16-footer. Yeah. It surely isn't my grandpa's 16-footer. We'll put it that way. <laughs> you've you've seen me in, in, in really bad waves down there. And, uh, last year when I, I was going balls to the wall, when... Uh, yeah, I remember we would pass each other on the lake, and and you you would contemplate on saying, you know, don't even don't even come down here and and, and fish. It's rough, and I'd be I'd come putzing along. Todd's <laughs> but, hiding behind his windshield, yeah. and Vance is drinking the lake. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was. I, mean, I stayed I stayed dry. I mean, it, it it handles it handles well. It's a nice deep V, and uh, fish is great. You know, it, it does fish fish great. It's it's for most people. It's level. It's all one. It's it's all the same level all the way around. So you can really run around that boat and and uh, you know it. It was a great first boat, but uh, for most people, they would kill to have that boat. Well, but you're not most people. I, yeah, I mean, you shouldn't kill over boats, but it. Uh, you know, I um, it's 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 a it's a great great boat. I. I Caught a lot of memories on it. I learned a, a, a ton on on that that boat. I mean, it, I'm so comfortable in it now. 
I'm a little bit nervous for the new one, but I mean, I'll, I'm sure I'll get right in it and go through the motions. Less than be, two weeks. Yeah, I'll be, That's the adjustment time. I'll be I'll be fine with it, but yeah, I mean, it. it yeah, it, I'll have to I'll have to take that time off. Yeah. <laughs> we him hot around here. It was pretty rough the day we took it out the first time, and. Oh God, yeah. Vance was a little nervous. He actually came up to my camp and I was sitting here and hadn't been on the water, and he's. We him water around. I was like, "Well, it's time. We just got to go do this." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember. We got to put it on. We got to go, man. Let's go. And we went and did it. So yeah, we. I remember that. It wasn't we, my boat. Who cares? That's yeah, yeah. Now looking back, now now I know how you yeah. operate. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll try it. But <laughs> what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> yeah, it's insured. It's insured. But well, yeah, it it was it was a. Uh, it's a great boat. It still is. Still catches fish. Caught a couple today, and uh, you know I'll fish in it until until it gets uh, until the new one comes in, and I'll get it all ready to get get sold. And uh, whoever buys it's going to have a, a really 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 nice boat. You know? Now something else that came special with this boat was the fact that you needed a place to store it. I did need a place to store it. You mean the new one? The new boat. Oh yeah, the the new boat. So I. Uh, well, it's 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 twenty foot. It wasn't gonna fit in my garage, so I, uh, I'm in the process of getting a structure built um, to house it at my residence. Uh, Some things people don't realize: you buy a big boat, you need a lot more room than what the boat length is to to put cover over it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've I've seen, you know, and this is kind of like not even on the same subject. Uh, one of the townships around here, they, they had a new a new building put up to house their snowplow truck. What they didn't factor in was the snowplow wasn't on the truck when they measured it. Yeah. So they had this brand new building and they had to like leave the door half open in the winter because yeah. the plow was sticking outside. It's <laughs> nice. And I've seen people do that with, with boats. They'll, they'll shut their garage door yeah. and the tongue of the, the trailer is hanging out. I've th- I thought about doing that. <laughs> I thought about doing that, and before I said, "Yeah, let's, let's buy this boat," I was I was like, "Okay, now if I trim it down all the way, that's going to give me an extra seven inches." And I'm sitting in my garage with a tape measure, and it's a two by six wall. So if I hollow out this spot, yeah. just... <laughs> I, I I I thought about everything, and then I said, "Well, I'll just I'll leave it in there, kind of cockeyed. I'll just twist it, and then you know." You, you, uh, you're my, scraping for inches. Yeah, my girlfriend was like, well, where am I going to park? And I was like, well, that's just... Outside. Both of our cars will be outside <laughs> in the winter. And she's like, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're taking this fishing thing a little a little too over the top. I was like, okay, I'll... Uh, I'll figure I'll something. I'll building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you, you're, you know, that's the same thing. When I picked up my... It's not new, obviously, anymore. When I picked up my, my Lund, I took it home the first day and... You know, with the trim and the fringe around the garage door and stuff, I, I, I got it in there, and it was, I mean, the, the tires, like, rubbed on the <laughs> garage door molding going in. And I I got it in there nice and square, unhooked it, it fit, I got the swing tongue, walked inside the door, walked inside my door, picked up the phone, I had a buddy Phil, who's passed away now, but Phil, uh, yeah, I did a lot of concrete work and stuff. I did a lot of construction. I did a lot of construction work also, but I knew I had room to do this. And I was like, "Hey, Phil, I'm, I'm going to order, you know, ten foot garage door. I got room. Bring up the uh, uh, the, the concrete saw because I got to cut some block here." And uh, yeah, I it, it was in there for a few days. I picked it up in almost in the winter, like, 
and uh, it was in there while we had a nice day. I pulled it out, and yeah, we took the saw to my garage so I could fit my boat in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You do, <laughs> you do what do whatever it takes, you know. And you, yeah. you you think about it everything. I I was working with a nine foot door, and then you think, well, I could definitely swing that. But when you're backing up, and you run through all those hypotheticals, it's going to be dark. I'm going to come in late some days, especially if it's in the fall. It's going to bite you if, if if you were to stay with that. It would bite you the day that you're excited to go fishing. Okay. It's, it's hooked up, and you just take off, and you you cut the corner a little too tight. It's when you're not expecting it pulling out. Oh um, yeah, you'll you'll catch it or it's a fender off. You know, it, you know. Yeah. It, I had a friend that bought a new Ranger, so he got it home. And, uh, he ended up cutting the back of his garage out and installed a bay window. Oh gosh! gosh. So that he so he would so the motors fit out into the uh, window so you get his, <laughs> his thing shut. So yeah, it's always something to think about. Any alternative is. Storage, you know, I know guys that pay 100 and, 100, $125, $150 a month to store their boat, you know, but that adds up over time too. But that's, yeah, that's a neat thing that, uh, you yeah, know, I, tons I, of people that have had issues. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, you know, Vance, look at this garage door. This yeah. wasn't, you know, I got this garage door. When I got my Crestliner, there was a, I don't know, a 10 foot door. Yeah. And with the Crestliner on the trailer, you know, what is it, about eight and a half foot, Todd? That, it's about as wide as your your lunge trailer. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah, have like a... 104 inch wheelbase or something. Yeah. And, you know, I don't have a straight shot at this garage door. I had to literally yeah. banana this thing in here. Mm-hmm. I did it the first time, but then the boat centered in this pole barn. It's not a huge pole barn. I had no room. Yeah. You know, I have a 24 by 32 pole barn. You put a 20 foot boat in the middle of it. You might have, you know, I don't know, four or five foot to walk around it, mm-hmm. but you get a table saw in here, you get a lawnmower in here. Next thing you know, you you have no room. Yeah, it eats the whole building. Yeah, and then you and then you look selfish because you have all your toys in there. Yeah, and you're like, well, the lawnmower is going to stay outside yeah. from now on, and the neighbors start looking at you funny. And yeah. And why do they make these boats so big, and why do, why do people have to want them so bad? I don't know. I mean, they, they should start making. They should start. Foot. They they you know they should start making garages bigger. When they they, they do, houses. it just takes money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Which is usually not in the budget of someone wanting to buy an expensive boat. Yeah, yeah. But, oh yeah, it's 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 been a it's been a fun fun ride. Definitely excited about the boat. It's basically the same setup I have now. It just is just bigger. You know, yeah. I'll be able to. You know, thirty six pounder. In the front, I mean, thirty-six volt, one hundred twelve pound. Yeah, Tarova. It sounds it sounds crazy and it sounds intimidating, but I'll be. Uh, I think I'll be just fine running it. I'm excited about it, and uh, it's really not that much bigger than yours. Add three. You're, the Ranger's about the same size as your boat. Add add three feet. To that's the front what I, of this. yeah. That's what I look at, but it, it's going to be a monster. Yeah, just so it, you know, it's going to take up space. I'm 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 thrilled about it. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully, I still can catch fish. I don't know. Yeah, I've I've seen people get new boats and just when you can't get, catch when fish. You get new, well, like in, when you get into a new boat, you know, and you're comfortable with something else, you got to worry about. Like you know, I'm comfortable now the way I fish because, you know, I know how the thing drifts already. You know, I anything when you when you pause it and you're fighting a fish, you know where the boat's gonna go. You you know if when you need to stay on the motor, when you need to lay off. So when you get a new boat, it you know you got to relearn those things and you got to 
you got to make adjustments like that. Did you tell your girlfriend that you you have to learn the boat? You got to just start using it. Well, she'll be able to 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 drive this thing because of the hydraulic steering. So and she's going to come with you. That's another that's another thing about why I went with with Mercury and mm-hmm. you know because the tillers are underpowered out of the gate. I have no idea why, but I mean, it's definitely something with the weight and safety. But, you know, when you're driving in the back of the boat, you know, for example, the, the boat that I have now, if it was a side console or a, you know, a walkthrough, you could put, I think it was a, a 90 on the back of it. And that was a, that's a, that's a 16 footer. Uh, with same hull. Same hull and everything. 90 so. horsepower versus maxing yours out at, at... At 70. Maybe it was a 150 or something crazy like that. Maybe a 150. It was a big jump. It, it, it's, it, yeah. it, it was a big jump. And, you know, this hydraulic steering with, with Mercury, I mean, you, you steer it with two fingers, you let go of it, and it stays there. Sometimes with tillers, you know... They want to walk. They want they want to walk on you a little bit. So, I mean, it, it you know, and... and if if that thing's cranked down to the tightest position, you know you it, it sometimes it's 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 tough to to make adjustments when you're you're trolling or, or anything like On that. But I mean, you know, so it's a, it's like a steering wheel. You know, I mm-hmm. wouldn't be I wouldn't be uh, you know afraid if somebody grabbed a throttle if I said, hey, you know, go, Drive you know, this. turn turn the motor to the left or turn the motor to the right real quick. You know, I wouldn't be, mm-hmm. you know, because it's gonna be gonna be easy. And and that's and Mercury is is made it so that. Tillers aren't underpowered anymore. Yeah, they, they, they give you, you know, what is it? Yamaha tops out at 115 for their tillers. Yamaha's a 115 with their tiller. And, and I, you know, with the tightening system that uh, they run with, I, you know. The friction. I, the friction. I, um, you know, I, I, I think that it would, it would you know, it, 115, that's, that's a pretty big motor. So, I, you know, I, it, uh, I would imagine that, that that'd be difficult to to uh, to use without that hydraulic steering. I just think it, yeah, I could see it wearing you out. Yeah, I, I just you know even on a run, I, you know you twenty minute run up the lake, you know you you probably be, be sore that shoulder, you know. You, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm excited about the whole Mercury gig thing outfit, and uh, you know I can't wait, can't wait to learn again. So nice new toys, new toys. It's nice new toys. Um, Todd, I know I asked you this earlier if you were on Facebook or anything recently, and you, you didn't. Sit, you know, you said no, you hadn't. You've been home with the family. Vance, did you see the picture going around of what they're calling a sixty-inch muskie caught like a week ago? Older gentleman, older guy, like eighty-four or something. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Todd, you didn't see that. Yeah, actually, I haven't been on much, but so, that I did see that picture. There was two guys holding it. Yeah. And they were like bear hugging it, you know, you know, I, I, I've been kind of halfway keeping up on this and, you know, I, I, Todd and I've talked in the past. I have yet to see a muskie on a bump board that's 60 inches. Todd, have you, have you seen one? Oh my gosh, no. (laughs) I mean, personally? No, No, I mean like not in person or or, or like a legitimate photo. I'm not. I saw, I saw one, uh, there was a guy, I don't know if he fished. Maybe the Niagara River. Uh, was it the guy that St. Lawrence? Couple, it might have been the St. Lawrence. It was a giant. It was mm-hmm. he released it. They said mm-hmm. it was like sixty-three, big, huge, fat fish. Um, I don't know if he. St. Lawrence is putting out. I mean, every year. 
I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just, I know there's great lakes. They put giant ones in the boat in Minnesota. They put giant ones in the boat at Lake St. Clair. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Lawrence River puts out the, the, the longest fish. Yeah. yeah. Year after year, they're catching it late in the year there. There's been, uh, I mean, and you can just tell by looking at those fish. You know, you see pictures of other 58s and 60s and stuff, and then you look at those ones and you see the length the between the head and, the, and that dorsal fin, and there's two people standing and holding the picture, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and there's still tail behind them. I mean, it's pretty obvious. So there's something along with fish, but I mean, yeah, this big picture. That's why I think it's really cool that someone caught one in that PT, PMPT event that they laid down 67 and a half. That's a gigantic fish. There's not going to be many that bigger than that caught this year. Mm. There just isn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's going to be a lot claimed, but uh, yeah. You know, well, actually, there won't be a lot claimed. There will be some claims, but uh, that's a, that's an official measurement on a bump board and all that. Yeah. Just, in that, that, that's a giant fish. There's not too many people ever get to. I never even seen anything close to that. Uh, I really don't know that many people that have. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the 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 controversy that I saw around that fish that that older guy got. You know, I'm not saying that it's it, it's it's not 60 or if it is 60. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. People can fight over that all you want, but like a lot of those fish stories, like that one circling around from the guy ice fishing down by Pittsburgh this past spring. Mm. The fish keep. I keep hearing reports that it's changing size. Yeah. You know, no, no doubt it's a big fish. I heard now that it was, you know, it was on a bump. You know, I don't know if it was a bump board, but it was measured at fifty-four inches, not sixty. You know, and and it's just it. I, I don't know. Was that guy even fishing for muskie? I, I didn't get all the scoop. The older gentleman. Well, yeah, the guy who caught it. Were they fishing or were they just? I don't know. Fishing for fish. I I, I have no idea. I mean, I saw the picture of, of, two guys holding it. Looked like it was on like a lodge boat. It was like a rowboat. It was yeah. a beast of a fish. It was a. Giant, it was huge. Yeah, it was a giant. <laughs> giant fish. That thing is thick in the back. Everything. The length. Who knows. The head is uh, huge. You know the shoulders are big on it. Mm-hmm. Where was it caught? I didn't even hear that. Uh, you know, I, I I hopped on I hopped on one Facebook page that I know that that hit put it out there real quick and and I looked you know right before the podcast because I'm like oh, I want to talk about this a little. Um, I. I no one. Well, I'm sure it's out there, but the yeah. page I had, they said I, I don't know where it's from. Yeah, and uh, all they did say was it was Ontario. It was Ontario. Oh, a Canadian fish. Okay, yeah, it was, it was yeah. Canadian. I mean, but yeah, it, it was. It looks like a Canadian fish. I mean, it doesn't look like definitely doesn't look like a Minnesota fish. It's that clear, musky looking yeah. Ontario fish. Northern Wisconsin, they look like that. You know, uh, our fish around here are all barred up and stuff and. Yeah, it looks like a Canadian fisher. You know, to me, it looks like you know the ones that uh, the few times have been out to Wisconsin. You look like the Canadian fish around here, where, mm. where, where we live. They're just that clear, clean, not a lot of markings, just uh, yeah, green, brown colors, and yeah. yeah. That's a heck of a heck of a bucket list for that guy. I mean, uh, if he caught a sixty-inch or at 80, 84 years old, mm-hmm. catching oh, a, a sixty-inch cool. fish. I mean, that's like. He probably caught it on a worm harness. Oh, gosh, yeah. Trolling Hot and tot. Or something. Probably. He left Hopefully it. he was musky fishing. Yeah, yeah. That makes it's it... Hope. Yeah, I just... Sorry, the, 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 one of the things that drive me nuts is when I see a person with a big fish, how can they be happy 
with the person running the camera and they take an awful photo. Oh God. I mean like not, not taken away from that big fish the old guy caught, but the photo that I saw with them two bear hugging it. Well, the it, guy's 84 years old. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not taking, I'm not bashing the guy <laughs> yeah. for that, but the guy with them. Oh yeah. The, the, it was just like, that's the best photo you guys yeah. took. Well, and that's, that's a, that's the thing too. I mean, I guess when you're going out fishing, you have to be, you have to be comfortable with your, with your, with your camera. I mean, I, I use one of those GoPros, mm -hmm. so I know that, and, and, and I hit the button, so I know that I'm going to get the photo that I'm, I'm comfortable with getting. If I, sometimes when you get those fish out of the net and you're like, okay, you know, take my picture. Some people have an Android or an iPhone. They don't know how to use those damn things. And then you're holding a fish out of the water for like 30 seconds. And you're like, mm -hmm. okay, well, you know, well, it's, this is, it's, it's a major struggle you know, taking people out, which I do all summer, that have never handled these fish before. I mean, I will, I will, I will hurry up, get everything ready. The fish is in and out. Say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand this fish. Some the smaller fish we handle a lot of times. You know, I put the boat in their mouth. I have them supported behind the fish, and I'll say, hold it like this. I'll turn, hand it to them. Oh, it's slimy. Oh, it's falling. Oh, <laughs> you know, and rolling all around, and I'll struggle, and I totally miss pictures. That all the time. I mean, sometimes it's just a big letdown. They're like, "Oh yeah, we got pictures," and they'll send me these pictures. And I'm like, "Oh, those are." I mean, half the fish is in it. <laughs> a thumb. The fish is flopped sideways. So yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> it, it's tough. It's something that people are not used to handling. You know, to me, that looks like a photo. I mean, maybe you shouldn't say this. Maybe the one guy's a guy, and I don't know. But to me, that looks like a photo of two people that. <clears throat> had never handled anything like that before and they were just doing their best to hold the fish, get a picture of it, yeah. and, and, and put it back. And then in, log you know? roll it into the lake. Yeah. Toss, yeah. Chuck it that's, back. It, it, that's, that's a that's a that's a struggle. It's nice when there's three people when we get a good fish that I can say, Okay, I'm gonna have I'll I'm I'll take the business end of this fish. Most people don't want any part of that end anyhow. Mm. And I can get a good grip on it. We get the pictures ready. I hold it here. You hold the backside, and you know we both sit in the picture. Yeah, uh, that works out good. I have lots of times when it's me and a client where you know they have their pictures, they're happy with them, but I never, I never use them. They send them to me, and I just dump them. You know, uh, some of them are really nice fish. <laughs> Sometimes I'm sort of disappointed. We get a nice upper forty fish that weighs thirty pounds or something, and yeah. I think the picture. Well, I'm not gonna do anything with that you know <laughs> not usable sideways and, yeah it's just not usable but uh yeah that's that's hard i mean fish handling is is uh it, it's hard for people who've never dealt with that stuff before yeah the, the uh gosh we we talked what was a couple weeks ago about you know our, our best fishing days well my, my best fishing day was was that one our fishing trip podcast mm -hmm. but the previous one to that my three fish day which was a bank fishing there was a walleye guy there and it was so frustrating because like on fish number two i said can you take my photo again yeah and literally like i, I need to find the photo to show you it had like my head in like the lower right corner of the photo and like no maybe no maybe 20 percent of the fish <laughs> And he goes, is this a good one? I'm like, are you blind? Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, how, how could you... 
if I would have just went on your word and just said, okay, I got it, and I turned around and put the fish away, I'm like, great. I would have had, it would have, pictures of Sasquatch and Nessie were better than these photos this guy was oh taking. And, and it's, you know, with the, with, I guess back in the old days with film, you couldn't preview the photos. You know, you just yeah, took, you, you just took it. I you mean, just took it, but a, now digital. Oh yeah, there was this big delay. You take all these pictures, and then sometimes you get a big disappointment. You know, you get home. <laughs> you don't you know go home, and then two weeks later, your film developed. You're like, oh no, there was water on the camera. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I tell people now. I mean, that's that's the thing now, man. Just take a step back. If you think you're just get everything in the shot. Far. Take another step back. Get yeah. the whole front end of that boat in there. Get everything in there because it's two, three clicks and you crop it right out. Yeah. Nice and clean. Uh, High resolution. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta be. You gotta be comfortable with the with the with the camera. Yeah. Now I wasn't blaming the guy because it was you know this was, I had a higher end cell phone. It was still a flip phone, but it had like. A five megapixel camera. This was the before I had, you know, iPhones and stuff like that. But even still, he took the photo and it would hold it there for like five seconds or something, or until you hit a button. I, I forget now. But I was just like, how how did yeah, you didn't even rough. frame me in yeah. the photo? It's yeah. it's. I mean, it's it's rough. That's why I use that GoPro and that you know take a couple. I it just it just I put it on a uh, to take a couple. Pick, you know, take a picture every two seconds, and I know that that thing's, you know, registering on there. And yeah. if I hand the fish off to somebody, and say, okay, just hold it right there, turn, look at the camera, smile, and we and we throw it back. And give it a six count, and you know you got yeah. at least three photos taken. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, and it's tough, you know. You got if you're taking people out, and, and you know they all have cameras and whatnot, and and they want, you know, somebody's got to pick one up, take one on that, take one on the other one. You know, it it, it gets hairy, you know. Mm -hmm. Especially with those those little fish you handle too, because they're they're always the feistiest. They'll tear you. Yeah, up. I always just make sure we get a picture because nowadays everyone's sitting there got their phones. We just usually use one. Yeah, and then it, send it. And say we're good, and then we release the fish. We're back to trolling, or we're back to casting, and I'll sit down and send the picture to the guy, or crop it real quick in the boat, and in, instantaneous. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got their picture. One good one's all you need. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but you gotta, you gotta. That's part of the whole catch and release thing. You gotta have, you gotta get, yeah. you gotta get the photos, CPR or whatever. You know that catch photo release. Yeah, it, like yeah, I'm just, I'm just visioning. You know, Todd and his clients. He, they catch a fish. They use Todd's iPhone, take some photos. They, they're not a hundred yards down after they set up trolling. Two or three phones go off in the boat with the photo. Those people instantly go and send it off to however many people: Instagram, Facebook, yeah. Twitter. Yeah. And and it's. Like you said, with the delay of the film, you'd oh, yeah. wait weeks. Mm -hmm. Now your whole family knows, and you're not even three hundred feet down. Yeah, you, you, you know it, it's ago. going to emails. It's going this and that, and satellites linking yeah, I mean, up in outer space. It wasn't that long ago. Like you know, you you get a new role. I'd go to Canada for for the week or something. You get a new on the first day. You get a fifty inch or forty eight inch, and you take those pictures. And you go back, and there's you know the 20 guys standing at the camp, and you're talking about the fish. No one sees anything. And if you didn't catch that many fish, I only have six pictures on that roll. Yeah. So I wasn't going to go develop six pictures. So I wait. Sometimes <laughs> it was six weeks before you got <laughs> pictures right. of your fish, and vice versa. Now, as Andy was just saying, we had we were having an unbelievable day last year one time, and uh, 
I mean, we, we, we hit, we got our 10th fish one day and I did, I did, I was with some younger guys and, you know, they were taking pictures of all their fish just to snap a picture, most of them, and, you know, snap a picture of this and that. And I started getting, I, I started getting like texts and phone calls. This was at like, you know, 3.30 in the afternoon. And, uh, you know, this, it was just, you know, something that said to the effect that you have 10 now. And, uh, you know, and I would be like, what, what? I, I, you know, this is all sort of new to me also. <laughs> the way people were using, I'm using Facebook now, but even early last year, I really wasn't doing that. And I'm like, how in the world did my buddy down in Butler, Pennsylvania, find out we had 10 fish? Because we just released it like five minutes ago. Uh, and here these guys were up putting it on Instagram or Twitter or something. And I didn't yeah. even realize they were doing it. They're blowing and, up your uh, spot. You know, the, the word was already out. Yeah. You know, I was getting calls. I was getting messages, and you know, <laughs> you know, we ended up with, you know, that was one of our good, uh, unbelievable, you know, really good day for us around here. These guys got eleven fish, and you know, that word travels fast. So I try to keep that down in the boat right now, just because of the instantaneous thing. I'll send it to you later tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people can figure things out and you know they're always not biting all over the lake and you know i am doing a business and it's one thing to let the information out that there's another thing that when you know they all put it together real quick and say well i know where he was fishing because i saw him down here all day and the next day you get down to the spot and there's eight boats you know trolling the same exact area that i just fished for three or four days in a row with nobody there and believe me that does happen and mm -hmm. you know it's all fun and it's all fun and games it's all fine I know that that happens, but, you know, when you're trying to do a business, it doesn't matter if we get six, eight, or ten one day, the next guy, these, the next day, these guys might have traveled from, you know, 300 miles to come fish for a day and a half, or 400, or 500 miles. Uh, I don't even tell them yet. I mean, they don't care what we did yesterday. i got to try to get them some fish. And sometimes it can be tough, because, you know, you're on to something really good, sort of by yourself for a while. And all of a sudden, you get in there, and there's eight boats working the same area. I mean, they're they're picking off some of those fish. You can't stay on your line. You can't stay on the weed line. And yeah. Yeah. So the the instantaneous stuff. And uh, before you had to wait, uh, you know, a week or two to get it in the newspaper. So and so caught a muskie. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. That's. It was Kodak's worst nightmare. That's why they're bankrupt now. I mean, it, yep. it's digital is is in, it, incredible you know yeah it, i mean it just yeah. you know, we when i first fished we we had those little snap codecs you know snap mm -hmm. rink, 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 rink. yep you had to wind them up and yeah and we you know you do do the same same thing now you just take the picture and you can put it all over the world for everybody to see in seconds you, you, you will thing. you will take so many photos that you don't care about them anymore yeah. My wife has, you know, her, her iPhone, she filled it up to literally, that you, you could not put yeah. another text message in that phone of just photos of the kids. Yeah. And, you know, your buddies that hunt and fish, they probably got hundreds if not thousands of photos of just, oh yeah, oh, yeah I, I accidentally hit the button a time or two before and after this. And like, well, why don't you do them? I don't know, I got room. Yeah. And it's, you know, I remember when I had them little wind-up cameras. Yeah. I'm like, I have whatever 24 shots oh yeah make them precious and you would yeah. like guard this camera with your life yeah <laughs> and, and, 
you know, and you know, Todd, you probably had a lot more experience with that than than where I'm coming from. I was on the tail end of this. Yeah. And it's, it was, it was literally, I'm like, okay, crap, I just missed my shot. Yeah. You know, I'm just, yeah. that was a perfect, you know, and it yeah. was just, you know, stupid stuff kids would take photos of. Oh, yeah. But I was like bummed out. Now it's like, just hold down the button yeah. and just take a video. Just video your whole life. Yeah. And just still shot, it, you know? Yeah. Well, the big thing for us is when they had that, that big camera. I don't even remember what the heck it was called. The instant camera. The Polaroid. Yeah, the big Polaroid, yes. Oh, yeah, we all bought those. So we had to make sure, man, that film couldn't get wet or anything. But those were nice. Those were nice to have. I mean, the film cost like $40. $40 for six? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, we, we started taking those, and that that was always a big deal, you know. You could take a nice Polaroid and uh, take it back with you. But, yeah. Like I said, man, you had to watch. Sometimes they would come out all that camera got wet or anything, I mean, that, it would be all, like, inky and... Yeah. <laughs> but, but even still, that wasn't instantaneous. I remember taking photos, and you'd get it out, and you're, like, looking at that little card, that little yeah. picture card. So you got to sit there and wait for it to, like, dry. Yeah. And, yeah. It, like, the ink or whatever goes through, and, and it... You got to flip, like, flap it. In sometimes, the way, like... yeah, you, you see people flapping yeah. them. But, you know, that's... I've never been to Canada fishing but I can just picture walking into an old bait shop back in the day, and there was just a bunch of Polaroids on a on a pegboard. Oh board. yeah, heck yeah. Yeah. And that was like the thing. Now it's now it's all digital. Now it's like, hey, yeah, we got a iPad over here with our Facebook page. If you want to see what fish were caught, just yeah. scroll through the sure. photos on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. How oh, that stuff traveled. That news travels travels fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it all you need is cell service. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you could be in the most remote part and two clicks, just enough service to get that, that photo out of there. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's viral in the muskier fishing world, but it's not, it means nothing to. There's pros and cons to it. Yeah. You know. I, I know this, like, and, and it's just, I, I see some fishermen, you know, like around here. I don't know their names. So, you know, it's, it's, I'm not talking about anyone specific. So if my friends are listening, that I will see pictures on the internet I've even seen him in Muskie Hunter in the back that I say, you did a bad job taking that photo because I know exactly where you're standing. Yeah. Well, I've seen even even some of the digital ones where people block out. Yeah, they'll, they'll distort. But, they'll distort it, yeah. You know, I, I'm looking, I'm like, and this is, this is a, a, a true example. There was a you know, Muskie Hunter, how they put them little snapshots in the back. Yeah. And I, I was looking at one, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I know exactly. That what it is, is a, you know, two miles from where I grew up. Yeah, I recognize that graffiti on that. Yeah, that bridge abutment. Yeah, and it, and it's just you know I think that's just comes with lack of experience of, you know I I actually find fishing spots by doing that. Yeah, you know I work hard. I yeah. put many miles on, <laughs> but we've tracked them down by by photographs. I put many miles on too on my boat. Yeah, on my legs. Yeah, <laughs> mine are my legs. I, I mean, on your boat, yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, the, the one spot in general, and and, and, the, and this just so happened to be, this, this guy was also in Muskie Hunter. The, but I didn't see the photos in Muskie Hunter. I found the spot after, you know, well before yeah. th- these photos hit Muskie Hunter. But me and my buddy, we, we, we took a weekend and we, we tracked down the spot. We walked through public land miles. And we were like, looking around, you're like, that tree. That's the tree in the photo. Yeah. And if anyone out there thinks that that sounds easy, 
if you're find yeah, a I mean, tree along a, on the bank of a river. Yeah, that's that's a lot of homework. You did you did a lot of we homework. did. A, I'm sure I'm that guy's tell you not what, too, that too spot angry was about, hot. It was that, that was, spot was hot. <laughs> if you go through it, if you're walking through, you know, doing all that red brush, that work, briars I, up and down, nasty. Just I guess you deserve that. We deserve it. And then guess what? We found the easier way to get there. It was practically a mode trail. You just had to ask permission. That's that's, that's <laughs> karma. There you go. But we we worked for it. But even still, I mean, we didn't. We, we in that section of river that we bank fished, we caught fish up and downstream of his his. You know, I don't want to call it his hole. He was just on on landowners. You know, he had yeah. permission to fish there. But you know, as far as I know, judging because I did run into that guy a couple times fishing there. I don't think he was too happy we were there. He just wore sneakers. Yeah. You know, we're packing, you know, boots and, and stuff to, to really cut through the brush. Yeah. You know, and he, you know, he he thought that he was out there in the wild doing this stuff. But I'm like, you know, you were careless with your photos. And I'm not, you know, people are going to probably get on me about it. Oh, you stole his spot. Not really, because we found many other spots before we found his spot. Yeah. His spot just happened to be the easiest access there. Yeah. But, you know, it was hot. It was a great winter bite. We had a warm, warm winter. We found it, oh gosh, it was, might have been December, January when we found it. And we hit it maybe five or six times, but we got at least one muskie every time we were there. You know, a couple times we doubled up, tripled up. Yeah. You know, between the two of me and my buddy. And, you know, I lost, I lost a really nice fish there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course we held the average. We lost fish. We caught pike. It was, it was like... An average day in February was like 35, 40 degrees, and it was just the perfect weather to go pound this area. And yeah. It was great. I haven't been there. That comes with bank fishing, though, too, in little spots like that. I yep. mean, kind of, when you're fishing on a lake, you can kind of make a run and figure stuff out on on your own, you know, but if, if a bank spot is, is hot, you're getting there. You're, you're, you're getting there, and, you know, and, and the thing is, is, is it's very intimate with the fish because literally you might be fishing the same half a dozen fish yeah all year long yeah now some move in some move out but i you know i know for sure that one year i i and this wasn't just all bank fishing i was also i, I fished this spot in my boat i i called this fish stupid the pike it was about a three foot pike i caught him three times in like three months <laughs> you know I, I i got it was like i think i got him once in the boat and then twice off the bank yeah and his face was ripped up from the time I caught him before yeah. and the time before that. Yeah. Uh, I, I see, you know, I, I would sometimes have just recognizable markings on fish. I'm like, well, I know that this fish yeah. likes to sit here. Not there every time, but I'd see the same fish three, four, five times yeah. follow. I don't always catch them, but I'm like, yeah, you have that weird scar or something or yeah. this or that. And it, so it's... Yeah, there's no doubt it's a huge difference in what you're doing on that on those rivers. I mean, you find those holes, you find those, you know, the tail end of those rapids. Those places don't change mm-hmm. <laughs> year after year after year. The same spots. I don't really pay much attention when I'm taking pictures out on the lakes because, you know, believe me, the spots change. Right now, I'm fishing an area. Last year, we had a lot of fish in this boat, and uh, everything that's coming this year are places I wasn't even fishing last year. Because I know I wasn't seeing any fish last year in these areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of my areas that I had 50 fish by now, I haven't even seen one in there yet. But Vance saw one in that one spot mm. when him and I were fishing. But I mean, that's it. Last year, I, I could every day you get them. And the, the, cha- the they, they change every 
every year on these lakes. I mean, so it, it's a big difference, lake fishing. And a lot of people see where I've caught some of those big fish, and they'll say, I just really caught it. It's like, well, good for it. I don't think he's still laying there. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's he's still by that. I can see there a hundred more times. I haven't caught him again, so go yeah. for it. <laughs> he's hanging out by that weed clump every time. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. it's fun, but it's it's getting it's getting better. I mean, we're I get through August and then it's just it's it's I start smiling every more every day. To bank fish, to, uh, not to bank fish. I still got I got my good run, October, November, sometimes in December, but then after it gets to a point, it's bank fishing. But it's I don't like this heat. I know you guys catch fish. Yeah, high high like fish like it. They're active. It hasn't hit 80 degrees in the lake yet, where we fish. I haven't no. seen 80. It's in the 70s. Still pretty safe. Safe. Everybody. everybody 79.9 is safe. Remember that. 80 isn't. It's right. Very unethical. Yeah. But, uh... But yeah. So, I know, this is a good spot to wrap up this one. We At the hour mark, so... I have one. I have a question. Okay. I got. I Ask fish it. on the lake all the time. Okay. I've always fished on the lake. Yep. If you. If you if you have have some somewhere you got you got to go somewhere today to catch a fish, where are you going? Are you going to a lake that has fish, or are you going to your bank spots? I'm gonna let Todd answer this. Todd, you got you got fifty casts. You have to yeah. catch a fish in fifty casts. Someone tells me I got fifty casts to catch a fish. There's no doubt about it. I would go to a small stream down in western Pennsylvania that does not have that many muskies in it. But there's about five places I would go and throw ten casts. Way before I would come to Chautauqua Lake or I don't care. I would way before I would go to Lake Saint Clair or the Georgian Bay or any of my Canadian lakes, if you just gave me 50 casts. That's, because cra that's crazy. Those fish are holding. I mean, it's the same spot. I, I can take people there and say, okay, start fishing down to this hole. Okay, we haven't seen a fish. Okay, right behind that rock, that's probably where one's going to be. And that's where one's going to be. It's the same rock. They've been coming out of there for 35 years. That's wild. <laughs> I can't do that on a lake. Even as hot as sometimes the bite is, no doubt about it. Bar none, I would go 50 casts. I would put my boots on and go hit a couple of my stream spots. I gotta, I gotta start streaming. It's completely. I've, I've, I've never done it for for a muskie or anything like that. It's completely foreign to me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you what. We're gonna break in your new 205. Yeah. And on the river. It literally break it. Literally, break we're going to take that new yeah, inertia yeah. prop break and it, we're going to stick it so far into a stump. That's good. It'll be under warranty, so. It'll be under, the prop isn't. Yeah. The lower unit the lower might unit be. is. That's good. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Hey, and in case you're wondering, Todd, I, I, I asked Vance. You know, we, we were talking earlier. I knew what your answer was, and... He just needed to verify that I was. Yeah, you know, I, ne I needed. To, I needed to hear. Yeah, that. I'm not saying. Now, if you tell me I got to catch five fish, it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, yeah, but to if catch you tell a me fish, I got fifty casts to throw anywhere I've ever been in the whole United States or and Canada. Canada, fifty casts. 
I got 50 casts to try to put a fish in a boat. I would go fish a small creek. Yeah. Where I grew up, and I would. It would take me a while to throw those 50 casts because I got to walk, do some walking. But uh, <laughs> that's where I would throw them to put a muskie on my line. That's that's, that's an easy answer. Easy answer to that one. <laughs> and, and, and you know, for for anyone else that that's out there listening. Todd's been fishing this section, like he said, a lot. I fish my my rivers. Now, when I say rivers, I have a couple more than two rivers that I fish. It takes homework to do it. I mean, but we we can do a whole other podcast on bank fishing. Yeah. What to look for and stuff. But it just don't expect to go down, oh, there's a bridge over this river, and just go down there and start casting and expect to have a fish. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. It's happened to me. It spoils you when that happens. But... It's not always the case, but yeah, this is. I mean, that, that's that stretch that I'm talking about is a stream right where my grandpa lived, where I practically grew up, and I walked up and down that stream miles of it, you know, hundreds of times. This year, I was there once. It's probably the only time I'll get there, uh, but it's the same. You know, last year, the first fish of my season came in the same spot. <laughs> it's the same spot. That's just, you know, that's, that big that's rock crazy. doesn't move. There's an eddy behind it, and that's where they like to lay. Yeah, that's They cr- caught them there 35 years ago, and there's, you know, it might only be one in that whole mile <laughs> section, but yeah, there's I a good chance he's there. Idea where he's going to be laying. That's wild for me to think that that those big fish hold in tiny streams like that. That just where is, else can you go? I know, but it just is. It's I, I, you know, I don't want to sound stupid or naive, but it, like, you know, place where you would go trout fishing and there's, you know, a beautiful giant muskie in there. Yeah, yeah it, the place it, I, the one place I fish, I mean, is a, it's, it's just below a fly fish for fun trout section. I can throw the bait across the stream yeah, and, I don't expect to see giants down there, but I can say this, out of all the traveling I've done in the state of Pennsylvania, the two biggest fish I've ever caught in the state have come out of that stream, and Andy took a picture of one of them. That's a uh, beautiful fish. I mean, that's... Yeah, but, I wasn't but, expecting to see it, but... And that's, that's, well, I, that's I what I'm... Just, I wasn't expecting yeah. to see it, but I wasn't dumbfounded, we'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My biggest fish came out of a stream that was... Half that size. Yeah, about half the size of <laughs> As out of the one Todd's talking about. That's crazy. And it's, but the thing is, is like, you know, at least I can speak for mine. These fish can travel. That yeah. fish might have been born, who knows, 100, 100 miles downriver. It might have been born 20 miles upriver. Yeah. It might have been, well, I know where it was born. It was probably born in a hatchery. Yeah. But where it was dumped in. Yeah. Um, it could have been anywhere. It could have, it could have dumped it in there, yeah. right in that exact same spot. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and the big thing you got to remember is everywhere you go, I'm traveling all over. You go out to uh, Illinois there, and they and they, they they net the fish below, I don't remember if it's Shelbyville or Kincaid. There's people that get together and do this. They, they net the fish in the spillway below, and they take them up and put them back into the lake. I don't know what the underwater system is. I don't know how the fish escape, but the fish escape out of all these man-made reservoirs. They get through the hole or whatever they do, so you get fresh stockings. We have some lakes, as Andy knows, some of the lakes that I'm talking about. We have some lakes in, in western Pennsylvania here that 
I mean, you just get on your spillway, they're swimming around in a little puddle yeah. there. Uh, I, I think there's more fish down there than there are in the lake. Well, those fish can venture down through. You know, I'm not saying that those fish all grow up in those streams, but any of these man-made reservoirs, you know, any time one of those big fish can escape through there, and I mean, they do it all over the country. Everywhere that I've ever been, you go to some, when we were traveling with the PMTT, you go to a place and, you know, like I said, I, I really remember it out there in Illinois on one of those lakes where uh, you went there with these giant fish, fish pictures and they were caught in the spillway. Well, that fish just come out of the lake, that's all. What What's that one place that they have like, it's like a semicircle, like a, it's, it's an, like an overflow type thing. And, and every spring you see the big muskies trying to jump up it. Oh yeah, I know. yeah, I've, I've seen that. They go well. That, that's how I think up in Wisconsin, up around. Yeah, I, I just I, I look at that. Pictures of that up around. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Wingra or something or so. I don't know. I can't remember all those names. Yeah, I mean, I'll see. There have been areas where they do that, where they, they get together and they re they, they they recapture the fish in early spring out of the spillway, and they actually you know collectively working with the fisheries, put them in tanks and take them back up into the lake. Yeah. Uh, it, and it happens, it happens on, on all the, the, uh, the man-made reservoirs. You know, there's something like that water out. And I always say I should fish down by the dams more how many fish escape. Yeah. It's like one of those lakes that I know you're talking about, that it's an army Corps lake and mm-hmm. they, they have, you know, my wife, she used to work there as like, you know, when she was in college as like a park ranger. And they would have what they call, uh, what was it? They had a name for it, gate operations or something like that, to where they'd get a call and they'd say, we have to increase the flow to this much. Mm-hmm. So they'd go and they'd do whatever and they open up part, you know, the dam. They, they have an outflow. They need to keep a certain level and it's all based up and down the Mississippi drainage mm-hmm. saying, okay, we can accept this much more water. Your pool's here. They, they figure it out. And... I remember as a kid being there at the outflow and I'm like, wow, there's a lot more water coming out. And watching that, you'll see, sometimes you'll see fish come shooting out with the water. That's crazy. Like the fish are near there, the gate opens. Yeah. And it, well, it's a fish. Either it gets sucked in or it's just like, oh, I'll go this way. Yeah. And they just, they get shot out and now they're stuck in, you know, what might've been hundreds of acres of water. Now they're down into a little pool. Something no wider than 40 or 50 feet wide yeah. flowing down. And it's eventually, if it followed it, it'd be down in the Gulf of Mexico if it yeah. wanted to. That's crazy. But you know, but it doesn't take long for those fish to adapt. If they get through that and they get out of that spillway where there's always people catching them and keeping them, you know, they, they migrate down into the rivers, the, the waters fluctuate, and, you know, uh, they get real shallow in certain spots, and they find these same holding holes. The the, the 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 river that I the, the stream, the creek <laughs> yeah. that I that I that I do a little bit of that in. I used to do a lot more, but I mean, it, it, it's real obvious those fish didn't. You know, some of the fish do. There's natural reproduction in 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 some of our streams. I mean, the, Pennsylvania had them. You know, I have a picture from 1922 of people holding fish from in my family. It's a couple muskies that they caught and kept, obviously, but. Uh, yeah, that's way before there was a fish commission, so there's natural fish in there too. I've seen baby muskies and everything else, but you know the, 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 those fish, you know the, the years that 
that I used to do really well, and, there were, and the stream was loaded with fish, were the years that in the winter they had a big drawdown because they were working on docks or they were working on putting in a new ramp, and they would draw that lake down eight or ten feet. Those years, the stream was filled with them. So there's a definite correlation of them doing those drawdowns and yeah. uh, the amount of fish that get out of those lakes, you know. And then they're in the they're in the river system now. They can go anywhere, like Andy said. If he wants to turn and take off. Yeah. He wouldn't make it to the Gulf, he'd probably die because it'd get too hot, but he could go there if he really wanted. <laughs> yeah. Gulf of <in> Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. It's uh, stopping him. <laughs> yeah, like uh you know, like when I brought up that that you know, those muskies jumping up that little spillway thing. If if uh you know, some of those were big females. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I look at some of these log jams where I'm where I'm like, you know, bank fishing, I'm like, can a muskie go through then? And I'm like, oh yeah, if it can jump up, you know, if it can swim like a trout or a salmon and try to jump that, some of those fish make it mm-hmm. up that spillway. Mm-hmm. What's it matter to them, you know, a log jam and stuff? So, you know, that, that's things that, you know, if anyone out there that's, that's you know, bank fishing and see a huge log jam, don't think that that's going to stop the fish. If that yeah. fish says, I'm going through it, it's going to, and you don't know it's underwater, obviously, but yeah. Um, yeah. And you got high water situations. I mean, oh, yeah. you look at some of our rivers, and I wonder how there's any fish even living. And you know how high they get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you, you look here, and it's it's this raging thing. It's like, okay, there's no fish left. They all are down in. They all got. They all. They're Mississippi now. They're, they're, the, they're down in Pittsburgh yeah, right now. In Pittsburgh. And you get down there when the water comes out, and there they are laying in the same spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they do. I wouldn't want to be a fish that lives in a river. Yeah. That's... Heck no. Half the time, it's like raging, and I'm like. The fish are going to die. They're they're not going to see. They're not going to have any food. Yeah. But they're there. They're there. They're there. And it it, it it's something that I enjoy. And it's it's still I'm learning every time I go out. But I'm I don't want to say I'm getting lazy. But I I got enough spots. Yeah. I'm not searching as hard. But just the other week I I went searching off a hot tip. But. You know, I, we should probably, we, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk bank fishing. We'll talk bank fishing and, and, and river fishing in general Yeah, on another one. But uh, River fishing, ice fishing, every, every kind of musky fishing. Ice fishing. Todd has some nice ice fishing stories. but We'll, hit we'll, that do, we'll do that more yeah. in the winter. Yeah. Well, and well, some of these people that are listening can't even fish for muskies in the winter. Yeah. So, eh, they might enjoy it. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Well, I guess that we'll wrap up this podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. Like Fat Easy Musky Products on Facebook. Uh, follow us on uh, Instagram, uh, fateasymusky.com. Uh, if anyone's out, out in the east, wants to go fishing with Todd, look him up, muddycreekfishingguides.com. And uh, like his Facebook page, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Uh, I guess until next time, good luck and uh, goodbye. <laughs>